in various pharma projects that we've worked with, you're not only getting to to know people with these you know conditions, but a lot of times there are people that uh, that work with us who have been touched by those conditions. What's up, branding experts? Arek here at Ibig Design, and in this episode, I interview Dave Fletcher to talk about branding and design for pharmaceutical industry. What are some of the basics of branding for pharmaceutical industry? Sure. Well, I, I would say I would say that the basics of branding for pharmaceutical are are the same. <laughs> The same sort of basics as you would apply with 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 any industry. Uh, you know, you're you're looking to develop brand solutions that uh, create affection for the brand, and you know, affection not in a a lovey dovey kind of way, but in 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 a way that's that's very real, a real connection. All branding should create a a real connection with the the with a product or, uh, or an idea. Um, so in the case of pharmaceutical, um, ideally, uh, depending on, on what type of, of pharma branding you're doing, if you're working with, with drugs, uh, if you're working with, um, uh, you know, certain, certain, uh, diseases or, or ailments or solutions or, or, or ways to, to, to help people with certain ailments, um, yeah. ideally you have to look at the you have to look at the, the the caregivers and the people who are suffering from from the the uh, the ailment, and also you know the uh, uh, the the doctors or the people that are treating uh, or caregivers you know that are that are that are working with these people. Now, um, in the case of uh, of brand work for these. Uh, for these different types of, uh, of users, um, ideally, you're trying to create something that makes people feel comfortable, uh, that eases pain, that uh, uh, is, is very empathy-driven. Um, and, uh, you know, that's the, uh, that's the uh, you know, the, the, the high-level approach. Um, I see. Yeah. So the basic would be to just, you know, the key actually is empathy and knowing, yes. uh, your customers, uh, you yes. know, and empathizing with them. So it will be like, you know, paying attention to the symptoms that they may have. And, um, so we can connect with them in a meaningful way. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, every, every, every solution, whether it's, it's, you know, uh, a technology-driven solution, or a, or a, uh, or otherwise, uh, is uh, should endeavor to develop an authentic, you know, and and an affectionate interaction between human beings. Um, we're dealing with human beings, you know, and and we're dealing with people with with real, real problems. And you want to, you 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 have to remain authentic in 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 those. Uh, in those situations and in various, you know, pharma projects that we've worked with, you know, you're not only getting to, to know people with these, you know, conditions. Um, but a lot of times there are people that, uh, that work with us who have been touched by those conditions or, you know, through family or, or personal, you know, uh, relationships. So, 
that's the challenge with with all branding is to be able to get inside of the people that uh, that you're you're ultimately developing a solution for, and to stay away from the the outside noise that a lot of times comes from marketing departments or or higher levels within certain organizations who have their own you know specific opinions of of how they feel it should be done. It's always about the audience. You're always focused yeah. on the audience, and uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the way we've we've always approached things. Yeah, that's definitely the right way to do it. Um, so, um, how do you go about defining the brand? Uh, let's say we have a new client, mm -hmm. uh, a pharmaceutical uh, company. Mm -hmm. How do you uh, do the discovery session? How do you define the brand? Sure. Um, well, you know, with 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 most projects, it's a um, you, you gather together the uh, the folks who are who are working on who are going to be involved in the project in one way or one shape or, or another. Um, a lot of times, when you come in from a branding perspective, you're working with other agencies who might be dealing with you know the PR and marketing endeavors, the people that are dealing with with uh, copywriting and copy editing, which is a whole other enormous animal when it comes to, to pharma, um, you know, being sure that, that things are written legally and appropriately uh, based on, on, you know, law. Um, you're dealing with the organizations themselves, and a lot of times you're dealing with, with uh, people who are affected by... Uh, by a condition or, uh, you know, or, or, or something else. So you gather these folks together and you begin to kind of, you know, ask the types of questions that will, will uh, give you the answers that you need to get inside of the folks who are affected by the conditions. Um, you, you ultimately want to create ground rules, of course. Uh, you want to know, you know, the, the, the basics, you know, timelines, uh, a lot of times branding endeavors are, are directly connected to PR efforts. So, you know, a, a drug launch, you know, or, a, uh, you, know, a, uh, you know, some sort of event might be around the, the, the launch of a product. So you have to know what your timelines are. And you, you essentially start with that timeline and work your way backwards. Um, always letting the, always, you know, you always want to let the client know, you know, based, you know, based on, on the timeline to get to get you to where you need to go. These are the, 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 the parts within our, uh, you know, our timelines where I need to have responses and I need to have approvals because if those approvals don't come, it begins to push, you know, timelines. And once timelines get pushed past, you know, due dates, um, people get, uh, get a little flustered. So you try to work in, you know, obviously with any, any sort of uh, uh, timelines uh, that you're working with, Gantt charts or however you're, you're plotting out projects, um, you want to build in time for uh, beyond where the client says they're going to, to approve things. So if a client says, you know, we, we need three days to approve things, I'd, I'd suggest you give them about a week. 
Okay, so you always um, always need to uh, add a little bit more time to uh, make sure that it also depends how big the company is, right? How many uh, people are involved, uh, who are oh, yeah. decision makers, and so on. But you know, based on uh, what you are saying, I think uh, you know it's really important to have a big picture. So as you are saying, we need to move from point A to point B and focus on a specific goal and then you know uh, and then take it from there and and figure out what and by when we need to deliver to have the approval before the time is due yeah yeah and that's you know that kind of works with with most uh, you know most projects um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna pause a second you can edit this out I'm gonna cough <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I didn't want to cough when, when you were responding to me. Um, so, with all projects, you know, you you need to build in these extensive sort of deadlines. I would say the larger the um, the larger the team that you're working with, uh, the longer those those timelines need to be, and you have to be pretty upfront with clients at the beginning of a project because. You know there there are there are projects that you could sign on for that the client will say, well, our launch is next month, and we need a fully realized brand identity. Uh, we need uh, you know uh, an app developed. We need a, a, a placeholder website, and we need all of the you know content in there. It's and really a lot of work. Yeah. 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 So you you have to be upfront with them at the beginning of a project, and you have yeah. to know from experience. That something may take longer, and you have to also know when to walk away when those situations arise. Because, you know, the worst thing is putting yourself in a position where the design or the 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 uh, the authenticity suffers because you're you're rushing to meet a deadline. Um, rushing things, yeah. So being aware of how long it takes and in communicating well. To the client, uh, at listen, you know, website is not as easy as you may think, and it involves much more than just you know, um, having nice, uh, you know, like using nice um, uh, imagery and, and typography and so on. It's also about messaging, how it speaks, and it takes time to develop a great website. Let's say, um, yeah, yeah, or you're right you're right and and you know or you know just a a, a brand identity you know th there's a lot of elements to 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 brand development there is the visual but there's also understanding how that brand speaks to the audience and the way it speaks is through copy is through uh, additional visuals is through photography is through iconography you know all of those things need to be a cohesive sort of, uh, you know, end product of, of a brand identity. And that's why, you know, uh, you know, 99 times out of a hundred, um, you can't do that sort of thing overnight. You need to give it time and you need to, you know, take the time to understand it and, uh, um, you know, engage with it. Yeah. So how about uh, uh, analyzing competitors? So mm -hmm. I, I assume that one, you know one of the steps you take is to actually see how the company will fit in the marketplace 
do you have a, uh, an, like a framework that you go through? Uh, how do you go about, you know, finding about the competitors and doing some visual research? So, uh, so that, you know, the ideas that you come up with, you, you kind of uh, make sure that they are different and they, they are going to differentiate your client uh, and their business among other businesses in the space. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of push and pull in, in what you're describing. Um, and the reason there is the, the push and pull is there are, there are, um, but let, let's look at first the competitive analysis. Um, there is, th there's a finite amount of, of truly original ideas that are still out there. Uh, with the amount of graphic design and visual identity work that's been produced. And, you know, there are people that may disagree with that. I, I would say that, you know, your goal is to, is to first, you know, begin to look at how you're going to identify with the audience with color um, and with, with visuals. Now, you, you're, you're going to find that, um, you know, that many... Uh, many clients um, will come back to you and say, "These are the you know the, the the branding colors that we use for this you know for for the 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 overarching brand underneath this this endeavor that we're going through." So if if that uh, you know you, you may be you may have prescriptive um, you know colors that you're working with. So a lot of times you're, you're going to be put in a position where you may have to use colors that you may not think will necessarily work with the solution, but you're bound by a much higher power, which would be the, you know, the overarching brand. Um, I think that, um, you know, a couple other things that you need to look at uh, when it comes to that are um, um, uh, the, the, the pharmaceutical industry as opposed to other industries, has a has a, a very very common set of of approaches to to uh, uh, with with certain things like color and shape and typography. You can't you can't get really you know extravagant with with typography. You can't get extra you, you, stuff has to be very readable. It has to um, it has to work large, small, you know, everywhere in between. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as competitors go, you're going to find a lot of similarity if you start looking at the pharma industry in general. If you watch commercials that are on TV for, for various drugs that are out there, you'll find that they all follow very, very similar shapes, positioning of, of logo with text, and a lot of that stuff you can't get around. Uh, unfortunately, you can try to push the envelope slightly, but a lot of times you're bound by the overall look of a, a you know, of a, of a, J, a Johnson and Johnson or, or another, you know, sort of, uh, you know, sort of uh, uh, pharma company that's out there. But you do need to do the research. And a lot of times you need to find additional people to do the research because, um, they, as, as similar as, as brands are, they will call you out if something is, is too close. Um, so, 
you know, the, the way you do the research, you know, is you, you, you search for, you know, <clears throat> the, the, the ailment that a particular drug is trying to, you know, trying to cure or trying to, to alleviate. Um, and you see what other products are out there and you see, you know, what colors they're using, what fonts they're using, what visuals they're using. And you try to steer a client away from that if there's a way to, uh, to create, you know, authenticity with the, the end user. Um, a lot of times they'll come back and, you know, they'll, uh, they'll say that, uh, you know, these colors or, or this, you know, this font is, is where we need to start. And, uh, you know, I've been fortunate in, in a couple of projects that we've worked on where we've been able to, to kind of separate a little bit from, from the pack um, by, uh, by generating, uh, you know, a little bit more uh, uh, visual uh, push than, uh, than, than others. But, um, yeah. you know, a lot of times, you know, the, 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 the research in pharma is, is, is a lot different than, than a lot of other industries. Uh, and, and, you know, the similarities, unfortunately, are, uh, um, you know, are very common. Uh, from from say drug brand to drug brand, uh, uh, but you know that you, as with any industry, you do the best you can with research. Um, yeah. You know, you you try to I, the way I personally do it yeah. is I try to come up with solutions before I do the research. I try to I try to to go where my heart leads me with the the audience that I'm trying to. To, to work with and then I'll start doing some research because I hate being, you know, inadvertently influenced by something that I see. I see. Um, but, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, yeah, you will find situations where, where you've come up with something that somebody else has come up with. And then, you know, you gotta, you, you have to kind of, you know, redefine your, uh, your, uh, your directions. Yeah. That happens many times because, you know, when it comes to, brand identity and logo design and brand identity and branding in general, uh, finding uh, something that has never been done before. It's, uh, you know, logo needs to be simple, but coming up with something simple and also unique, this is a, a big challenge to do so yeah. because, you know, there are so many companies. We have like uh, 300 million companies you know, and and uh, and the probability that someone you know come up, came up with the same idea before, there, there are big chances that they they did so. So, uh, you actually need to once you have this idea, as you say, uh, you need to do some research and make sure that it's going to be different enough, uh, so you can actually use that idea and go go with it and. And, and it's going to work for for you. So yeah, it, you know, I, I was going to say a lot of that. A lot of that stems from um, when I was in when I was in college. Um, I remember that a lot of the graphic designers in the program I was in would always go to you know their their first approach for working on a solution for a project an in class project would be to hit the design annuals and to try to be influenced, you know, or to try to get some ideas. And I always had a real problem with that. Um, I loved 
design annuals and conferences and, you know, all of the, the things that come with being a graphic designer. But I, I like to try to, to come up with something based on experience first and then look, you know, look a little deeper from, from a visual standpoint. I like to, I like to, you know, I like to understand the personality myself of what I'm, of what I'm trying to develop for. And then, you know, then look at what's been done because I, 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 I try to be as original as possible, but I also know, you know, that there are, there are limitations, especially when you're dealing with, with corporate, you know, entities, there are limits to, to originality. Yes, definitely. So uh, moving forward, um, once you analyze competitors, uh, how do you determine the strategy? Sure. Well, you know, the strategy is, is generally, um, is generally determined or discussed at the beginning of a project. You're, when you're dealing with pharma as opposed to a, to a startup, you know, where you do some, some strategy defining with, you know, entrepreneurs, the pharma companies generally will come with some sort of, of high level um, end game for what they're, what they're producing, you know, uh, an, an end game for one, one, you know, project might be, um, you know, we need you to come up with an identity and a, uh, you know, and a web, a, a website that helps to develop community around this particular ailment. Um, and the brand identity that we're asking you to come up with is not for the drug itself, but for the community around it. Now, there's a, you know, there is a, a strategy baked into what I just described. Um, so, you know, how you develop a strategy around developing a community is how you would develop a community for, for, for any, any other type of business. Um, you know, you approach it with, you know, I, I, I'm going to hammer authenticity, you know, to death throughout this conversation, but it's so crucial with any sort of, you know, interactions between, you know, uh, a client or a, or a consumer and, and a brand, but you have to approach, you know, you have to take an approach with, with authenticity to, to ensure that uh, what you're, you're building for somebody is something that doesn't feel like it, it came from an agency or came from a, you know, a, a, a large corporate pharmaceutical company because nobody's going to believe it if, if they think that's where it came from. Um, and that's something you have to continually stress to the client that it's not about you, it's about them. Um, so, you know, the, 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 the strategy, you know, for, for a rollout on something like that is, is, you know, in part defined by the, the brand identity and the development you do, you know, to, to, to produce that. But it also, you know, um, you know, is, is coming from PR firms, from marketing firms, from, from, uh, you know, the, the, the client themselves, um, your, your job in those situations is to help steer them and help define it into something that, uh, you know, uh, creates, uh, 
you know, a, a connection. Um, and you have to continually remind people sometimes more than, you know, certain, certain people more than others or certain clients more than others that, uh, you know, we're, we need to look outside of what, uh, what you think you need to do and yeah. what, what we all need to do to make, you know, to, to help, help, can, you know, help this, this, you know, this this uh, consumer or this user of a, of a of an experience or someone who's going to experience a brand to believe that it's it's for them uh, and it and it has to be. Yes, yeah, that's a good point because you know I I can see so many designers and and, and even design agencies uh, they're focused on more on you know um, kind of. Um, creating something beautiful or, or uh, impressing other designers or other ag agencies or winning some awards mm -hmm. rather than uh, helping uh, those businesses and helping those clients, whatever their goals are. So first you need to define their goals. So what, what do they want to do? Uh, how do they need to like, you know, have a, a better conversion rate on the website or uh, whatever it is, you know, uh, connect with the right audience. Maybe they don't connect with the right audience. Uh, maybe there, there are some uh, communication issues and so on. So whatever the goal is, we need to focus on that goal and then work from there. And it's all about, and it's all about, as you said, you know, the end customers and who are going to use those um, pharmaceuticals. Yeah, um, if, 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 if awards are driving any design designer or design agencies, uh, you know, end goals. They're either, you know, they're either just out of school or they should find another job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so uh, once we have this strategy and and we put together a brief, we have a clear picture of where we are moving. What are the goals? what we need to get done, you know, um, who is the, uh, the client, so what are the challenges. And so we, are, so we are starting to see the big picture and possible solutions. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so then you just uh, start designing brand identity concepts. Mm -hmm. how, can you give us some tips on um, how many concepts you present to, to the client how do you present those concepts? And then, um, you know, just in terms of the presentation, how, how, how it's done uh, by you. Sure. Uh, brand identity development is storytelling. And, you know, your, your first goal when you're presenting design work to a client is to, is to show how each concept, if you're presenting more than one, uh, how it tells a particular story or answers a particular question that may that you may have come up with uh, during your initial conversations with them. Um, something that, that's really important, I think, for us as designers to to understand is that we need to listen more than we need to speak a lot of times. Um, a an initial conversation with a client is like a dance. Um, you have to give and you have to take. And when you're listening, always make sure you're li when a client is describing what they're looking for or what their audience is looking for, 
always look for keywords that stand out because those keywords go into the, the presentation that you're going to put together for them at a later time. So if they're using words like, you know, empathy or, or caring or, um, um, you know, uh, interactions, you know, between, you know, between patients and, and, uh, physicians, those types of words are, are, are triggers for visual solutions. Um, so when, when we're presenting a first round of identity work for somebody, you know, there are no more than, than three, you know, ideas. And I don't want to be prescriptive uh, to any designers who may be listening to this on how, how many designs you need to present. Uh, I've presented one solution to a client that's the right solution and kept a few in my back pocket if it didn't if I couldn't sell it, but I'm pretty convinced that I could sell it or I wouldn't be presenting just one. Um, yeah. in, bigger, in bigger clients, um, a lot of times they, they are asking for, for more than one. So what you try to do is you try to compartmentalize the, the keywords that you've, you've, you've gleaned from, from your initial conversations and try to present to them, you know, three solutions based on, on, certain core ideas from the, uh, the keywords that you've pulled out. Um, and, you know, those trans translate into color font choices. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, most, most of the time, you know, for, for clients, it's, it's some sort of photographic or visual solution that, uh, encompasses, you know, the other two, uh, you know, the, 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 the typography and the color. Um, and, you know, the way we present it is in a, a very sort of, you know, visually rich sort of uh, experiential, um, uh, you know, presentation where uh, we're not only showing color, but we're showing how that brand identity translates into a web page, into you know, uh, collateral or into manuals or into, you know, uh, packaging, uh, at times, um, because the, you can't automatically assume when you're, when you're showing something very, very high up that a client's going to be able to put what's in your mind into, uh, you know, in, in, into their, their own sort of experience. Um, so you, some, you, you do have to kind of show them, this is, here's the high level, here are some, uh, some, some very high level photographs that are sort of explaining this or showing this, showing how the photographs or the visuals or the, uh, you know, or, or iconography sort of develop into the brand, and then here's how the brand would, would roll out from a high level. Um, now, these are, these are big, you know, it, the one thing I want to I want to stress is that when you're dealing with large corporate entities, there's usually much larger budgets which enable you to spend that sort of time on the front end to produce that. You want to make sure that you're being paid for your time. You want to make sure that you're 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 showing them things that that uh, are befitting of the money that they're spending. So um, you know it's important to to present 
them something, you know, if you're presenting them three ideas, two ideas, or one idea, uh, the ideas that, that impress them and wow their, you know, uh, you know, the audience that uh, you're presenting to. But always be ready to explain why and always use the client's words. If they're, if they're explaining your, you know, how they want you to approach something, use those words and remind them that in the first meeting, you mentioned that we should take this approach. Here, here is, you know, you mentioned this word and that, and that word and this other word. And this is how we've, we've sort of, you know, married that into a, into a visual, uh, you know, expression of, of, of those concepts. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I agree uh, with basically everything you said, because, you know, designers usually uh, want to present, um, you know, many concepts, uh, you know, but it's not about present like you cannot present something that you don't believe in so right you should limit yourself you know you can explore you know dozens of concepts internally but you should be able to just present the concepts that are really strong and you believe that they are going to work for the client because what you don't want is you don't want you know the client to select a concept that you don't really believe in because you're exactly. going to end up with something like, okay, they, they like this one. I wanted them, you know, my first concept, my, my, my first idea was, was this, but then they selected the, you know, they selected the fourth concept, which, you know, I don't really want to do because I don't really think this is going to work for them. So why would you even present this to the client? You're, you're absolutely right. And I, I've, I have been in that position. <laughs> I think everybody yeah, has, think, you know, yeah, like, Oh my God, why did I, why did I put that in there? I knew they were going to pick that red one. Why did I do that? <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I've, I've tended to, to, to change my, my, my presentation style to, to take, you know, that, that one that, you know, you almost feel like, you know, you know, if you put that in there, they're going to pick it. Um, so I will remove it. <laughs> I will keep it, you know, in the background. And if the presentation goes horribly wrong, I'll pull that one out and I'll just kind of like, you know, give in <laughs> to the, to the, to the, to the inevitable, um, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you that, uh, you know, putting that putting anything in that you're not hundred percent confident is the right solution for the client, for the client's audience uh, is a mistake because nine times out of 10, they're going to pick that for some reason. It's some <laughs> yeah. kind of cosmic thing. Yes, it is. So, so once we have um, a really strong concept, how do you go about selecting the winning concept? You mentioned that sometimes you just present one concept, right? And and you try to sell that idea and explain to the client by using the same keywords, you know, and tying this up back to the strategy uh, so they can understand that this is something that actually comes from, you know, the research and the strategy and your experience and analysis. This is not something totally like it comes from the air. So... Sometimes you have one concept, sometimes you have three concepts. If you have three concepts, then how do you go about selecting the winning concept with the client? Mm -hmm. do, do they usually it happens on the spot when you, when you are uh, giving the presentation? 
or maybe it's just something that you know you say okay so yeah, i know that you need more time to think about that why why how about we just you know um regroup in a in a week or so yeah i mean you 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 basically put it in the timeline to uh to to do your presentation to ascertain feedback a lot of times if you're presenting more than one idea you know they're always going to come back and say i kind of like this about that one i like a little bit of this or that one i like a little bit of this or that one and you know you, you can you're sort of at a crossroads there where you can say okay well we can work on that or you can say well look this this piece of this or this color palette will not work with this particular design you have to you have to be on you know nimble you know and you know fast on your feet to be able to explain it um i think that you know most of the time when you when and i found more recently when i've been producing you know uh concepts you know uh in the end for a client that they they generally will sway in one direction or another and it could be just the way i'm presenting or my team is presenting um but they generally will will gravitate towards one direction you can you can do that too i mean you know most of the time people are going to pick the first thing you show them if they're if they're in that mode of like we're going to choose a b or c um so if there's one you like the best put it first um <clears throat> but um um ultimately the 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 client will go back and you know regroup privately have a, have internal meetings discuss it and come back with we kind of like this direction the best or <coughs> excuse me can you can we uh can we can we you know explore ways of of taking this character from this particular you know design you produced and begin to pull that 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 element or that character or that that uh you know piece of of an approach into this other design and uh you know most of the time if if the design work is coming from a cohesive team that type of thing can be done um but you know the clients clients ultimately you know make the choice it's your role as a designer or or a uh, you know uh, a developer or whatever to to use your your skill in swaying them in the direction that uh, you want them to um or that you believe that will serve best serve the client's audience yeah that's uh, that's that's um that's basically that uh describes um you know the the rules of the presentation really well uh so uh once we have the uh concept the winning concept then i assume that the next step would be to you know um developing all the branding elements because you just presented some of the solutions on uh applications relevant to the client but now you want to work actually on those applications and mm -hmm. and deliver specific you know file specific deliverables right mhm mm yeah yeah i mean you know the if if you if you do your work up front and you you're rationalizing 
you know, very basic UI, you know, or UX for, for an application or, uh, or uh, uh, you know, web website or, or you know, whatever uh, app, you know, whatever you're developing to, to kind of create reach material for, for the brand identity. You've thought a lot of that through um, in the beginning. Um, the, the nice thing is, is once a client has made a decision, it enables you to, to kind of fully realize the brand identity um, with how it's, how it's finally applied to everything. Um, but, you know, I, I was having a conversation with somebody about this the other day about UI and UX. I mean, the, the patterns now for, 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 you know, interface design are pretty well baked in. You know, there are ways that people expect to interact with something. Um, there are, there are ways that they are comfortable interacting. And these are, these are, are patterns that have been developed you know, since the, the advent of the, of, of, of really, you know, commercial based user interface design in the, the mid nineties um, or before, if you're looking at software development, but you know, the, 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 the application, you know, again, you know, needs to be driven by what you're, you're trying to get the, the, how, how you're, how you're trying to get the audience to feel about, about, what they're what they're interacting with, um, and uh, you know that's uh, you're essentially applying colors and and typographic solutions to to visual design and then the visual design to 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 programming to uh, uh, you know to to satisfy the uh, the the end solution. Um, I. I I think that, um, you know, I think very much in, in the form of, of user interactions, even at the, the base level of a brand, uh, how it sounds, how it moves, how it speaks. I think about all those things as I'm developing, you know, just the, 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 the visual representation of it. So a lot of the, the, the way that it, it, it acts when it's out in the, in the world, I've, I've, I've already thought that through or thought it through with the team or had the team think through it. Um, you know, so at the end, what we're doing is we're just, we're, once something is approved, we're ready to, to, you know, to, uh, to produce all of the materials um, because we've, we've, we've lived with that brand for a long time, you know, yeah. in the development, you know, the clients don't, don't know how much effort goes. Well, I, I'm, I don't want to generalize, um, but th there, there is a lot of effort that goes into that first presentation. You know, it's like, uh, it's like a band comes out with their first album. You know, their first album is usually the best because they've yeah. spent their whole career to get to that. Exactly. You have spent, you know, when you're working with a brand, you've spent an enormous amount of time to get it to that, to get it buttoned up to that presentation point where you're ready to show it to somebody. So you, if you're a good designer or you're a good developer or you're a good creative person, you've thought all of those items through 
because you're ready to answer the questions that come up when you're doing that presentation to sell that, you know, you, you have to, you have to know, you know, how that brand speaks, what it sounds like, what its voice is, um, you know, how it translates to a UI or UX, you know, uh, that's going to come next before, you know, before the clients even made a decision. Does that kind of make sense? Yes, it does. It does definitely. So, you know, most of the work has been done and then you just, once you have client's approval, then you just deliver those items, whatever it is. Uh, so, you know, logo, logo artwork, style guides, and, uh, you know, maybe website. So web development. Yeah. So you just translate what you, you know, what you previously defined, uh, as you mentioned, you know, how it, how it speaks, how it looks and uh, and how it acts how you interact with it with this and then you just you know work on those um on those deliverables yes. but you ha uh, but most of the work has been done before actually before the presentation because you um you thought about all those elements and all those different applications and how it works together to present a consistent look and feel exactly Thank you very much. That was a pleasure having you on uh, on this uh, podcast. Uh, can you give us some of the you know like how to find more about what you do, and sure. um, and uh, who do you enjoy working with? Sure, sure. Um, you can. Uh, I first of all, thank you very much. Um, uh, I think that uh, yeah, it was a pleasure you know speaking with you today. I, I sincerely you know appreciate. Uh, you know, the, the opportunity to, to, to be on your podcast and to, to be a part of this. It means a lot. Um, I, you know, you can, you can find out more about, uh, my firm, the mechanism, uh, at the mechanism.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and, you know, find us on Facebook and all of those various, uh, you know, uh, social media platforms, uh, uh, you can also uh, find me at Dave Fletcher um, and, uh, you know, pester me there at your, at your leisure. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. So this is it for today's episode and make sure to go and check out Dave's website and follow him on social media. And you can find all the links on this episode's page at ebekdesign.com forward slash podcast forward slash three. So thanks for tuning in. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to my podcast for more tips on branding, strategy and design. This was Arek Dvorniczak from ebekdesign.